You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 64. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. Welcome to the podcast. I am a little unreasonably excited, although it's not unreasonable in my opinion, because we have the Judith Gatton here and she is a, well, Judith, why don't I just let you introduce yourself? You're going to do a better job than me anyway. So take it away. Hi, mommy. You are what you do. (laughs) Hi, all the mummies. I love, I love that this is a yummy mummy podcast. Like they're just so delicious sounding that name. I'm Judith Gatton. I am a style coach for women and I particularly cater to women who are curvy journeys. Sometimes they're newly curvy. Sometimes they're trying to, let's say, slim down their curves. But really my motto is to help women dress and love the body they're in right now. So those Mm. are my main focus. And I'm just so excited to be on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. You guys, I'm so excited for you because I think Judith is going to have, no pressure, Judith, but I think Judith (laughs) is going to have a lot of the answers that you've been looking for. And she's going to leave you with, at least I know when I've listened to Judith, I like have this big sigh of relief. I'm like, Oh, this makes total sense. So I want you to talk to us a little bit, Judith, about, I know for me, when I was losing weight for the last time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until I get to my goal weight. And then I'm going to buy the cute clothes. But it took me like a year to lose weight for the last time. And so for that whole entire year, I was just wearing like the same two pairs of Lululemons and the sweatshirt that like kind of fit slash didn't fit. So what would your advice be to those of us that are on this journey of losing weight for the last time, but we don't want to wait to look quote unquote cute. Yeah. And I I love that we're starting out this question because I think this is the plight of every woman who's ever been on a weight loss journey, however many rounds it's taken her to get to where she is now. Right. So part Mm -hmm. of it is we've most women, at least I've experienced have gone through a cycle of like, they went up a size and they had to buy Mm -hmm. new pants. And it's like this sort of shame or failure comes in and they think they've somehow Mm -hmm. failed because they had to buy something in a bigger size, but then they lose Mm -hmm. weight. And then they have to get rid of the clothes that are too big. And then there's the shame and the, like a sense of failure around of like, I didn't wear this enough. It was a waste of money. So we create this scenario for ourselves. We're like, damned if we do, damned if we don't. So first, I just want to validate that experience for all of my lovely ladies out there. Like it's completely normal yeah. and you're in good company if you're experiencing sort of the high and low of the gaining weight, pants don't fit need bigger size and losing weight, didn't wear these pants enough, blah, blah, blah. So we just want to validate that experience for everyone, number one. And then number two, the advice is dress the body you have right now because your experience Mm -hmm. of your weight loss journey is going to be so much smoother, so much more loving. Even Mm -hmm. just the act of wearing pants that fit is going to just make that such a better experience in your own body. Because, and I know that you're a big proponent of this, Laura, when you teach weight loss, you're not just talking about, hey, let's just get the weight off you. Like you want your people to have a fun experience of life. And it's hard to do Mm. that in a pair of pants that don't fit. Yes, totally. 
Oh, I love that. Dress the body you have now. So how do we do that? If we're stuck in this, this closet over here that like doesn't fit, it's a little bit too big. And then I have this closet over here, but nothing fits. Everything is way too small. Do you recommend just going out and, and buying new things? Like talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get practical. Cause I think that was like a mindset first off. So in terms of practicality, yeah. like, here's what I want to say. So many people have time traveling closets. So we have size range that is like four or six sizes from three or four different decades. And <laughs> it's going to be an interesting time. Even if you were your quote unquote ideal weight, having to sort through all that shit in your closet, like that's just a reality. Mm. So we want to not necessarily get rid of things you're not ready to get rid of. We're not going to do that to you, but at least okay. remove them from your line of sight. Mm. So yeah. whether we're like <laughs> two decades ago items that you secretly don't even like anymore, or we're talking about pants that are too small, whatever it is, all we want to do first off is to remove from your line of sight anything that doesn't fit your body today. Mm. So we're going to lovingly store things. And why do we want to do that? Like, why do we want to remove? I mean, I think I have an inkling, but I want you to tell (laughs) us, like, why do we want to remove those clothes that don't fit us today from our line of sight? Well, there's a few practical reasons. So there's a a real practical, like, brain thing, which is decision fatigue. So many women, Mm. especially moms, are faced with 101 million decisions the second they open their eyes. Not only do you have to care for yourself and somehow get yourself dressed, you also have to get the humans in your life dressed and ready and going. And then you've got bills and then you've got jobs. So like the second you open your eyes, you are flooded with all the decisions you have to make. Add to that, you go to your closet and now we have to say no to 500 items that don't Mm. fit you so that you can find a little nuggety goodness of the two items, like your two Lululemon leggings that happen to fit. Yeah. Why do that? Like, why set yourself up for that kind of a morning? Like, why have to go through like 500 no's to get to the two yeses that are in the corner? We can remove all of that. And then secondly, a lot of women, and I I just say this just my experience coaching so many women is they think that the goal outfit that they have where they can see it is somehow motivating. But for most of my clients, I would say 90% of them, it just acts like a shame pile. It's a reminder Mm -hmm. of what you think is a failure. It's a reminder of money that you've spent that you haven't used. Like it's actually not motivating you at all. It's completely demotivating. It's demoralizing. And that's the first thing you see in the morning. Mm. And that's your experience for the rest of the day. So think about it this way. We walk into a closet, we get decision fatigue. We're dealing with piles of shame. Mm -hmm. And from that space, we're entering into our first meal of the day. Like we're setting ourselves up to not have a great weight loss experience or just a daily experience living as a mummy in your body. Just our life. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And I think then we're setting ourselves up for like, at least I can always see two images like in my mind. It's like the Laura who's lost weight for the last time and really did heal this. And then sometimes I'll get these little glimpses of like my life. If I hadn't healed this. And what it is, is exactly what you're talking about. It's like my closet, like hits me over the head in the morning because I can't wear that little black dress. So I'm just ashamed again. And then 
it carries in just like you're saying to the rest of my day. I go downstairs, I'm making my kids breakfast. They're yelling. I snap at them because not because they're yelling and being a kid, but because I'm so disappointed in myself and I can't even process that. And then they're eating half their sourdough toast. And so, you know what? I'll just eat the rest of their sourdough toast. Cause that'll yep. make me feel better, which of course then it doesn't. But I think in the moment, Oh, that'll be my solution to feeling like shit since seven Oh five when one of my children woke me up. So I totally think it's genius to clean out your closet. So you're just being faced with what fits today so that you can start your day off on the right foot. Absolutely. Like just like in weight loss, so also in style, this is really about setting yourself up for a future that you want to live. So whether it's meal prepping so that tomorrow morning is easier and your week of staying on your meal plan, whatever it is that you've decided, like setting yourself up for success that way. The same things we need to set up in your closet, in your getting ready routine, in your makeup drawer, all the beauty products you have in your counter, or for most of the mascara that's in the one bag, and then maybe you have an eyeliner in the other bag, and then the lipstick is in that other bag. <laughs> like, yeah. Some stuff's in the console of your car kind of melting away and getting gross. And then like for most moms that I've coached, you have shit everywhere. So part of it is like, how do we set you up for success? We weed out the things that are just not part of that journey right now. Yes. I love that. I love that right now. And I just think it's so important that we talk about, to your point, decision fatigue, because if you are trying to lose weight for the last time and you're ma- you're trying to make another decision in the morning about what to wear that's going to pull from your container of patience your container of the ability to think through whether or not you actually want to have the cupcake so decision fatigue yeah it's really important that we don't that we remove unnecessary decisions so that you have patience with your kids so that you have the bandwidth to have a 10 second conversation with yourself about the cupcake at 9 p.m. so i think it's really smart and it's just interesting how pulling out the clothes and putting them somewhere else the clothes that don't fit today actually helps you say no, thank you to the cupcake. If that's what you want to do, if you want to say no, I'm not saying you have to say no to the cupcake, right? But if that's something you decided ahead of time, it's going to be easier to follow through on that decision when you're not being bombarded with the little red romper and then the whatever other kind of clothes are in there that don't fit. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like you're less likely to give into that little fuck it eating, right? Like the ki- yeah. like leftover PB and J corner, that extra little mm-hmm. bite of mac and cheese that got left behind. Like you're less likely to sort of give into those urges if you've set yourself up for a morning and an evening and an afternoon yeah. for success. Yeah. We're setting your future self up. Like this is any journey you're on for self-help, for self-healing, for self-love is really about setting you up for success. And like really that future version of you that you imagine who feels more expansive, who feels more loving towards herself, who feels more kind, maybe feels sexy or svelte or confident, Mm. fill in the blank, right? Whatever it is, emotion that you're really aiming for when you think about the version of you that has reached that weight loss goal or that self-help milestone or that self-love milestone all the little actions we take today is really in service to our future self. Something as simple as cleaning out your closet, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you're dressing in a way that you love, or at least like, if you're dressing the body that you have today, it's easier to access thoughts that will create feelings, that will create actions, that will help you create your future self, which for my clients, most of them is their dream come true body or their natural weight or whatever, them weighing what they want to weigh. And I do talk on this podcast about the model and I simplify it and just say, the think, feel, act cycle. So if you're putting on clothes, it's easier to access thoughts that then feel good, that then support the actions that you want to take and your future self wants you to take to eventually get to where you want to go. It's just easier, it sounds like. So much easier. And we're not fostering a thought cascade that doesn't like like promote a feeling that we want. So for example, let's say we put on our Lululemon leggings that really are two sizes too small, but we've told Mm. ourselves we're not allowed to buy new clothes until we've reached a 10 pound milestone or a 20 pound milestone or whatever the thing you've decided in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. The physical discomfort of that is going to set off a thought cascade. Like I'm so fat. Mm. What's wrong with Mm. me? Look at my stomach fill in the blank, right? These are thoughts that normal women have every day. Something's wrong with me. What have I done to myself? Blah, blah, blah. And then insert negative emotion. The next set of actions you take are directly correlated to what just happened. So whether Mm -hmm. it's a food choice, whether you decide to, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to even bother doing my hair today. I'm not going to even bother with makeup. Mm -hmm. Screw it. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares what I look like. I look like crap anyway. My pants don't fit anyway. Like the thought feeling action cycle is always in play. And oftentimes we're setting off a thought cascade we don't want by a simple act of putting on something in our body that is physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's almost impossible to override it with intentional thoughts when you're wearing something that's like poking at you or is painful or just doesn't fit. Yeah. Or just simply doesn't fit. And what I find so interesting with the work I've done with my clients, we spend the first week in my program called awareness week and we just raise everybody's awareness. Like your, are your clothes physically comfortable? Do they physically fit you? And it's so interesting because once you start to notice, you can't like unnotice (laughs) once you know, you can't unknow. And so many (laughs) of my clients, because they stop listening to their body and this plays into like, whether you can like cue in on your hunger and your satisfaction signals. At some point, if your body is like, she's just going to ignore us anyway, it stops sending the signal. Like it's not going to be as loud as it would be as if you were paying attention to it. Exactly what I was going to say. It just turns into a little dull whisper, right? Exactly. So if we're wearing Mm -hmm. uncomfortable pants, a bra that doesn't fit, panties that ride up your crotch all day and your booty, when mom's or postpartum, it's not like your lady parts exactly go back the way they were. So for a lot of my postpartum moms, like panties is the first place we go because literally you need them. Your lady parts need some relief and no one talks about this. No one shares about it. Like the joys of motherhood. Yes. But yeah, maybe those things didn't go back exactly the way you felt like they should have. So you need panties that accommodate them. And if we stop paying attention, you stop listening to those physical signs of discomfort, sometimes downright pain, it becomes a dull Mm -hmm. whisper. But if we raise your awareness again, it's hard to now unknow it. (laughs) It's hard to like suddenly want to go back to things that don't fit you when you give yourself the grace and the relief of putting on something that fits you. Yes. And it's what you're talking about is like, 
strengthening your relationship with your body. I feel like so many of us as moms or just women were living from the neck up, right? Like we've just ignored, 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 ignored. And it's so, we can't hear anything from our bodies anymore. And so I love what you're taught. I love what you're speaking to because it's like a way in too. It's like, yeah, you're going to be able to listen to your body in terms of what feels good for clothes, but it's also a way into like, what am I feeling? What emotions am I having inside my body? Or like you're saying with the hunger scale, like when am I full? When am I hungry? A lot of my clients just had no idea that they were full or a lot of them have not even ever felt hunger in the last like three years because they're just snacking all the time or they're afraid to feel hunger because they're afraid they're not going to be able to control it. So I think it's a really cool way into connecting with your body. Oh, absolutely. Like it lends itself to so many things. If we start to pay attention to this one small area, then it we can start to pay attention to our emotions, our actual heart, like what's going on there. We can pay attention to yeah. our hunger cues, which so many women mm-hmm. have it off because they've been told all kinds of various diet craziness. So they literally are yeah. not attuned anymore. So I think for both of us, I think we realized somewhere along the way, like it's never about the food. <laughs> it's not about the clothes necessarily. <laughs> it's about all the other things in our life. And this is sort of the way in. I always think of mm. clothes as like the conduit to my clients' hearts and minds. Mm, I love that. That's so cool because I'm trying to break this belief system that style, and I want you to really speak to this, that style and fashion and getting dressed and wearing cute clothes is superficial or vain. So what would, what would your comments on that be? I love this. And I love getting it, especially from my like staunch feminist babes. Like I'm a feminist, Mm. I'm a self-professed feminist. So I, I get this a lot. And I think too, it's just, it's factor in several things, right? So we have the intersection of the programming for women that we're supposed to be pretty but then we're also not supposed to care about being pretty, which makes no sense. Oh my gosh. And we're supposed oh to, this be- is what I dealt with Judith, like a hundred percent with my weight. Like I'm supposed to be really fucking skinny, especially like as a yoga teacher, which was actually in all of my roles, I'm supposed to be really skinny, like as a yoga teacher or like a pharmaceutical salesperson, I'm supposed to like look the part and be super skinny, but I'm also not supposed to want to be skinny if I'm not at my natural weight. Can I just love, quote unquote, love my body? And so it sounds like similar with the No, totally. Thing. We get like, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. So mm. there's body positivity. You're supposed to love yourself. But then it's almost like body positivity shame if you're not there yet. It's like, okay, wow, yeah. we're fucked. Like we're supposed to have hairless bodies, but then we're also not supposed <laughs> to care about any of that. <laughs> just like, oh, oh my God. God, poor women, right? Like we're supposed to look yes. presentable. We're supposed to care for but children. And when our significant others and our spouses show up at the end of the day, we're supposed to be perfectly coiffed, but then to act like it all happened mm-hmm. by magic and osmosis. Oh my God. It's so good. It's like, oh, I, I just saw this. I was like getting my, um, eyebrows done. I was like, Oh God, I got to go get my eyebrows waxed. And I got a little bit of flack from the person I was telling this to like, Oh really? You don't need to do that. And I was just sort of like, like, I don't even know what to say. It was that sort of like that. 
exactly what you're saying. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm like, can't there be some middle area with the quote unquote prettiness or the weight thing too? It's like, I finally, thank God. And this is what I teach my clients too. Finally came to that middle ground that, and both where, you know what? I can want to weigh what I want to weigh. And that doesn't have anything to do with me loving or accepting myself. In fact, if I don't go out and weigh what I want to weigh, that's me ignoring a desire that I have. That's okay for me to have. I I found so much peace when I was able to have my back. No, I want to weigh what I want to weigh and that's okay. And that has that doesn't mean that I don't love my body. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I have to love my body for it to be permanent. And there's no, and there's no moral virtue from a body positivity standpoint because I live in a bigger body. And there's no moral virtue from a quote unquote health standpoint if mm. I live in a smaller size body. Like we we mm. have to stop telling ourselves this. We have to start, we have to really notice when we say quippy things to each other or shame some other woman because she wants to get her hoo-ha wax or her eyebrows did. Like that just has that shit has to stop. So to our friends out there who are kind of like, I want to care, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to care. Is it vain? Is it anti-feminist? Is it fill in the blank, right? The thing that you're concerned about. And here's what I want to say. The most radical thing you can do as a woman is to decide for yourself what you want. This is a radical act to say, I actually want to have bomb ass eyebrow game on point. Or I want to let them roll in naturally and brush them and look them like make them look amazing. Like it's super revolutionary to say, yeah, "Yeah, like I want to laser my whole body because I fucking want to, (laughs) or I want to grow in all of my hair because I want to, or I want to lose weight because I want to, I want to stay where I am and also lift 200 pounds because I Mm. want to. Yeah. That's so important. I get so many women that come out of their little, they're barely crawling out of their little shame spirals. And they're like, I was scared to sign up for this challenge because I was scared to admit to myself that I wanted to lose weight. Cause I thought that meant that I was bad or I didn't love myself. And people, people have to really get over that hump. Some of them, some of them don't, they're like, fuck it. I want to lose weight. And they're, you know, <laughs> singing it from the rooftops. But a lot of people are like scared to even admit it sometimes. So I think, I think you are sending such a powerful, important message that we as women need, 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 need to allow ourselves to figure out what the fuck we want in the first place, have our own backs and then support our friends and our people in whatever they want. And who cares if it's different than what we want? Exactly. Exactly. So style, beauty stuff, all I fill in the blank, like none of it's vain. None of it's vain. Mm. Where where things we get problematic, I think for women is we think other people will think it's vain when everyone else is worried about whether other people think it's vain. So we're all worried about the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're not talking to each other. (laughs) So here's your permission (sighs) slips from Laura and I, my darlings, you can do whatever the hell you want to your body. You can dress it however you want. Totally up to you. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So why is it not vain? You've definitely spoken to this already, but tell us like why it's not vain. This is a part where I think it's like just so funny. If we look at beauty and style and in fashion industry from a historical perspective, like what's in and what's out changes from generation to generation. So 
we can't put like this moral stamp on it and say, okay, this is the line of vanity. When you've yeah. like, you've done this act, now you are in vain territory or you've committed some sort of sin or some moral you know, thing you've gone against the grain because it changes so often. So one generation, we want everyone to be really fluffy and chubby because that is a sign of wealth. So, okay, if you're like chubby, great. It's awesome. It's amazing. If you're thin during that time and you care about getting chubby, you're now vain. Next generation. Okay, everyone is super thin and thin is in. And the chubby people, if they're trying to be thin, now they're being vain. What? Yes. Because it changes with like generation to generation, social mores, depending on what kind of wars we happen to be fighting, particularly in the United States, that changes our stance on what women are allowed to wear and not wear. It's a fascinating history if you track it. So we can't say this pinpointed thing therefore makes you vain because it fucking changes so often, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's so subjective. Like what is vanity anyways? What is vanity anyways? Yeah. And it's almost like, even if it is vain, who cares whether it's vain or not? It's like, maybe vanity isn't even a bad thing anyway. Yeah. Like, why is that the, why is that the standard that we're going to use to beat women up with over and over? Notice we very, very, very rarely ever refer to men as vain. They're just Mm. handsome or silver foxes. Yeah, or they have dad bods and that's like somehow acceptable. Oh, it's glorified, glorious dad bod. That's a whole new movement. And I appreciate that because I know men do to a certain degree struggle with body image issues. They just don't, aren't as vocal sometimes, or it's not as commonplace to discuss it. So I don't want to just, if you happen to have any dudes who are listening, I maybe you have some body image issues. We love you. It's not what we're referring to, but for the most part, by and largely, we never talk about men as vain or conceited. Yeah. We only talk about women that way. So interesting. So talk to us a little bit, Judith, about money. How do you help people get over the money objection when they are in between their two closets or they're right? They're like losing weight and maybe they've already spent money on something like the yummy mummy experience, or they've already spent money on this weight loss journey. And they're having that thought of, oh my God, I don't want to spend more money buying clothes that's like this middle side. How do you talk to them about that? Like, how is it worth it for them to spend money? I love this because I get the same objection in my program, right? So they were like, well, I'm going to buy a style masterclass, but then I also have to buy my clothes. So wait, what? (laughs) So this is super commonplace. So first of all, like we had already alluded to, you're more likely to stay on your plan and meet the commitment and the goal of whatever the program you've signed up for is. If you're in clothes that actually fit your body and are comfortable because then you're no longer thinking about the clothes or fucking with the clothes. You're focused on the program and the goal that you've set. So that's sort of the first thing we've already addressed. But I think this is a really important part to drive home. We're not talking about buying an entire wardrobe. This is like where things get veered off a little bit and are not specified. So then people spin out in their mind and they get overwhelmed. Like you can make a ton of outfits with very little very few items on hand. And for most women, they don't have to go buy a whole new freaking wardrobe every week or all at once, but they do need a great pair of leggings maybe because they're rocking leggings and buy a pair of leggings that fit you that you're going to wear the shit out of for the next X number of weeks or months. 
Yeah. Or if you rock okay. jeans all the time, go buy the best jeans that your money can buy, whatever budget you've set, because you're going to wear the shit yeah. out of those things. Like your best pack of Hanes panties, boo-boo, that fits you are going to serve you better than that pretty lingerie that you never wear in the bottom of your drawer. Yeah, so true. So that. we don't have to buy all the things. Buy the thing that you actually wear the most <laughs> and make sure that's on yeah. hand to support you until you've hit that next milestone. And for each body, it's different. For when we go looking for one new item to replace the one item that no longer fits. But yes. it's hard to find the one-to-one trade-off of the one thing that needs replacing when we're dealing with 500 item closets, drawers that are spilling over, clothes that are everywhere. Then yeah, that's overwhelming because we think we have to replace all of that. No, we're not replacing all of that. We're only replacing and up-leveling the items you actually are going to wear for this part of your mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, that's so helpful. Because instead of somebody being like, oh my God, I got to spend like a couple grand or several grand. It's like, no, it's just like a couple hundred bucks that are a couple hundred bucks. That's going to reinforce what you're trying to create. That's going to just help you get there faster. And once you get there, it's going to be more sustainable. Exactly. Exactly. And the more thoughtful you get about this and the more aware you become of what's happening with your body, the better able you are to shop intelligently on a budget, searching for the one item at a time. So this is sort of builds upon itself. The more we pay attention to ourselves, the easier time we're going to have in that dressing room, searching for that one pair of jeans or that black t-shirt that's going to carry us through for the next two months. It becomes more thoughtful and then we're going to end up spending way, way, way less. Yeah. And so then you don't end up with a closet that has a bunch of items that have the tags on still. Exactly. (laughs) Like those days are over. I really do recommend y'all don't shame yourself about that. Especially if you decide after this episode to clean out your closet and you uncover a bunch of stuff, like that money's gone. It's already spent. Yeah. So we're not like, there's no bank somewhere in heaven that keeps track of like all the jeans we didn't wear. Like no such place exists. Yeah. It's so backwards how we think too. We're like, well, we better keep this for another 15 years for that one day when we might want to wear it. And then it's like, you probably just want to go buy something different for that event in 15 years. You're probably not going to want to wear the thing that you've had in your closet for 20 years. My mom used to always say that to me because I'd be like switching jobs or whatever. And I'd have like all these business suits. And I was like, I think it was when I was leaving corporate America to teach yoga. And I was like, I can't get rid of all these suits. And my mom's like, if you ever go back, you're going to want all new suits anyway. So just, just give them to Goodwill. And I was like, okay, that's really good advice. Actually. This happens to so many of my clients. There's like, we finally go through the things that they've been like stored away in tubs in their garage, their attic, their basements. Like we pull all of it out and they're like, I was so committed to this like, you know, brown suit from the eighties. It's like so funny yeah. to look at now. I'm like, yeah, and you carry it from house to house with you for the last like four decades. Like we don't need to do that yeah. anymore. And it takes up so much space mentally. Like, you know that, I mean, I'm sure you talk about this all the time, but like, I was just talking to my clients yesterday about that feeling when you clean out your junk drawer and then it's like two weeks later and you're like, God, I'm so relieved that that junk drawer is cleaned up. I can't imagine the opposite of that is like carrying around that big tub from garage to garage, garage with the brown suit from 1987. You know, it's like, (laughs) it takes up so much space mentally and we don't even know. 
Yeah. No, we don't even realize it. Like going to get ready in the morning. I have so many clients who have like shit ton of makeup. They don't even wear makeup, but they have tons of it. And we finally clean out their makeup drawer. So they have like, you know, the five items that they actually use. And they're like, I opened my drawer this morning. And it felt so yeah. good. And I never knew this like uh, makeup drawer with three or five items and it was going to make me feel so good. I'm like, yeah, it's like magic. It really is. So what are your thoughts on some of the, I wonder if you recommend this for your clients. It just seems like an interesting kind of idea because a lot of my listeners probably know by now are just people that follow me. I'm really obsessed with Rent the Runway and Newly, which is another like clothing rental service. What are your opinions on that? It seems like that could be kind of a good hack for people that are losing weight and want to have things that fit the body that they're in today. Oh my God. It's so much fun. So here's the caveat. If you are above a size 24, it will not work for you. Most of those like rent the runway type sites are not going to actually have anything in your sizing. I will say this for my people who are under size 24, most of the sites will have some items, not a ton for you. If you're in a plus size body, if you're a midsize or a straight size, and you're not moving from a plus size body into a midsize or a straight size body, then yeah, I think like you're going to have a much easier time utilizing one of those services. And the fun thing about using those services, and here's my hot tip. So particularly for rent the runway, I had a client who recently, I think it was like last three months, actually, all we did was rent the runway for her. We actually didn't shop for her at regular like clothing retailers. We only did rent the runway because she's in a size transition as well. So very familiar with this hot tip though. What you want to do... Tell me the hot tip. Yeah. You want to go through everything in your size. So this takes some time, but you want to go through specifically for on the runway, go through the entire site, obviously making sure you have your zip code locked in and your size. And you want to just put like the anytime parameters. So it doesn't even have to be available right now. We just want to look at every single item available in your size and heart like a mofo. So you can like part a bunch of stuff and then afterward, go to your hearts list and segment for like, okay, this would be for office. Here's all the bottoms I loved. Here's some cute tops. Here's for that random wedding I might go to next year. Like then segment the hearts. So that when your like Mm -hmm. new spot becomes available because you like traded something in and you're ready for a new slot to open up, you're just going to your hearts. Yeah. So that's not overwhelming then, right? You just, you can do it within like 10 or 15 minutes. So it keeps it simple. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So you spend the time sort of up front, but when you're busy for a weekend away, you're going to a conference, you need a few more zoom worthy tops or whatever the case may be for you. You don't have to go all over the place. And this is really important for moms. And the client I was working with is a mom, also an entrepreneur. She didn't have time for that shit during the week. She just needed to go to her hearts, mark the next one ready to ship mm-hmm. and roll. So we want to set you up yeah. for success in that way by work up front. And then click, click, click in the back end. Well, yeah. And then that goes to your point of cleaning up the amount of decisions. Like we don't want to contribute to any more decision fatigue. So I love that little hack, that hot tip, excuse me, not a hack, a hot tip. I like hack though. That works too. (laughs) But it's so perfect because I was going to ask you, what are your hot tips when it comes? So I kind of want to hear some hot tips for actually cleaning out your closet and then some hot tips for just like underwear and bras. Like what are some of your unique hot tips when it comes to cleaning out the closet, 
and dressing your body that maybe we haven't heard before. Yeah. So cleaning your closet doesn't have to happen. It's like very dramatic Marie Kondo, put everything in the middle of the floor kind of way. Because for my mom. That's so me. That's so me. I'm like, husband, you need to watch the kids for the entire weekend. (laughs) Yeah. I think we think of it as like this event as opposed to it being a routine. And that mindset switch is going to be a game changer for so many of you. Like Mm, even in your weight loss, my weight loss is a routine. It's not an event. Mm. Yes. I talk about that all the time. It is a practice. It is a forever practice. Exactly. So our closet clean out is a routine. So for those of you who are just starting out, stop with the like Marie Kondo madness pile on the floor. Like y'all have enough chaos and shit going on. You have like little humans you're caring for. We don't need to add to the mess by making a giant mess, but pick it section by section. I'm going to do 15 hangers at a time. I'm going to do 10 free swag t-shirts from my concert days at a time. We're like, whatever the case, one drawer at a time, half a drawer at a time, whatever is going to be realistic, doable, a no brainer for you. And then that just becomes Mm. your routine. Once a week, Monday evenings, when you fed the kids and you bathe them and they're acting normal for 10 seconds, that's your time. Yeah. Well, and then that's motivating, right? Because it's like, oh, look, I actually did it. And it actually created some impact. And so then you're motivated to do it the next Monday night. Yeah, exactly. You build a rapport with yourself that this is just how you roll. So that way you're checking mm-hmm. in with your body every Monday night. Okay. We realize we've actually you know lost an inch or so this week. So things are a little baggy. This is now going to be in the donate pile. This is a new replacement item we're going to be looking for. And these five mm-hmm. items that absolutely don't fit us anymore are gone. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And tell us some hot tips, H-O-T-T. <laughs> tips, hot, hot with two T's, hot tips for dressing your body today. Dressing. Uh, this is okay. So here's the part that I think is like the hottest tip I can give you. Stop <laughs> thinking in terms of body shapes, janky ass, outdated, like character, like characterizing of women's oh bodies as fruit or elementary school shapes or any of that bullshit. Okay. Like literally that's going to be the best thing that you can do for yourself to set your ass free is like, stop thinking about what I am not allowed to wear because I'm a pear or an apple or a rectangle or some other bullshit. I was always like, I don't, I can't find myself in these images. I don't exist. I was never like a pear or an apple or I was like, I don't know. Right. I I have, I mean, and then it's just like, it's something we can use, like we end up using against ourselves and it's actually not useful. So like hot tip number one, eliminate all that shit from your vocabulary. Like really retrain your brain, Mm -hmm. not even think of that. The second thing, which is something we've already alluded to is what do I want to wear? Oh, I love it. That's so good. Like literally asking yourself that question is going to be a game changer because a lot of you are running around in shit you secretly don't even like. Oh my God. It's so good. What do I want to wear? Fascinating. Fascinating, Judith. What do I want to wear? It literally half the time, I swear to God, half the time I'm coaching my clients. I'm like, what do you want to do? <laughs> like, I know this question is going to blow your mind, but seriously, we forget to ask ourselves, what do we want? Yeah. As opposed to what I think I should be doing or the moms at the drop off wear this. So I think I should wear that. You hear that Mm -hmm. so often. Like the mean moms who are the soccer moms, they wear this. (laughs) It's like, okay. And what would you like to do? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to be such a game changer. 
such a game changer because then it goes back a little bit to our conversation around vanity. Cause then you are like really expressing yourself and you're like, what do I want to wear? And then you answer that question and you follow through, you are showing up as you, which is like, what else do we want? Like that, if everyone was showing up as themselves in this world, we wouldn't even need coaches anymore. <laughs> That's how the revolution I mean, starts, what? right? Yeah. What, pe- what so, leggings would I like to rock today? What sneaks would I like to rock? What random like pearl necklace and t-shirt do I want to rock? Whatever it is, my friends. What do you oh, want? it's so good. I'm wearing wild tigers with like giant hoop earrings and a gold chain today. Cause that's what I wanted to wear. So thank you for validating me, Judith. So I feel like you have one more hot tip to tell us, which is an upcoming workshop. So if you guys want to get connected with Judith, I mean, who freaking wouldn't at this point, this is just gold. I can't even wait for you to tell us what is on the docket for us that we can all come to. So leave us with that. And you guys, everything's going to be in the show notes. If you want to get connected with Judith on social media platforms, all that, I'm going to put all that in the show notes, but tell us what the one thing that we can look forward to is where there'll be like lots and lots and lots of hot tips. I'm assuming. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please come join us for the bra workshop. It's literally everything your mama never told you about shopping for bras. Oh, that's good. Like everything the Nordstrom lady can't help you with. So part of what we do is we talk about the history of bras because it helps to know like how the hell did we end up with the current versions that we have? Like how did we get here? But we also talk about your own history with your breasts. So whether they came in earlier than you had expected, whether they were larger than you expected or not as large as you had hoped for don't worry. They'll come in reassurances from your parents, which is equally shameful, right? Whatever your experience is with your breasts, it shapes how you shop for them today. And so many Mm. of my clients don't even know how to fit a bra properly. Like they wouldn't even know where to start. And they're too ashamed Mm. to get ashamed by the crazy bra fitting lady. And Mm. I just felt like it was time to stop all of that. So we do need- Oh my God, I'm totally coming. Oh God, I can't wait to have you. It's, It's a riot. And the beautiful thing is it creates this beautiful community for the two hours that we're together, the women who end up loving on each other and bonding together because there's so many shared stories about, Oh my God, me too. That was my experience. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm still wearing goddamn like Victoria's secret. Like I don't even want to admit it. So how do we come to that workshop? (laughs) Can we go to your website? Like how do we sign up for this? Yeah. Yeah. So you can sign up by going to judithgatan.com forward slash bra workshop and all the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. details are there. Perfect. We will do that. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for coming, Judith. I, this is gold for my listeners and for me. So I really, from the bottom of my heart and my closet, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me today. Okay, great. Bye you guys. Bye Judith. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening, you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It is my proven course and group coaching program where we take all this material to the next level and yep, you guessed it, lose weight for the last time. So if this is something that you want, head to lauraconley.com and click work with me. The best part, it comes with a body back or money back guarantee. And of course, you guys, if you haven't gotten your free podcast listener gift, head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. There are 
three weight loss hacks inside this gift that I am so excited to share with you. These are the three things that I do every day and my clients do every day to lose and maintain their weight. So head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. If you guys don't know how to spell Laura Conley, it's just L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y. I will see you there.